Well, hey, welcome back to the Oasis Church Podcast. We're glad you're with us today. Hey, we're always inspired to hear how God is using this ministry from right here in Winchester, Virginia to change lives all around the world. And if you have a story to share, we'd love to hear it. Send us an email at amen at myoasischurch.org. Now, if you'd like to support this ministry financially so that we can continue to bring messages just like this one to you each and every single week, you can do so at myoasischurch.org slash give. Thank you so much for your generosity. You're truly making a difference. Now prepare your hearts to hear a word from God. Anyways, uh, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Romans chapter 8. That's where we'll be today, Romans chapter 8. And uh, I, every time I speak, uh, I get told by my lovely wife or somebody else that I read scriptures way too fast and that I'm done the scripture before anybody even turns to it. So I thought if I get you to the right chapter right now, uh, you'll be ready to go when I do. If you have it, say amen. Amen. You can look at the screen as well for all you heathens who did not bring a Bible to church. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. <laughs> and we know that in all things, everybody say all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. How many of you have heard this scripture before? A show of hands. Look at you beautiful Bible reading people. And we know that in all things, God works to the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Uh, anybody uh, have a Facebook account? Almost everybody here in the room. Uh, if you have Facebook, there's this uh, feature called uh, 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 on this date, or, or memory, I forget what it's called. It's something like that, right? It gives you a, a look back at uh, some things over the years on that particular date of things you've posted. And um, that happened to me recently, and it, 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 it just reminds me, and it, it's crazy to think of how much things have changed over the last 10 to 15 years since I've had a Facebook account. Anybody say amen? Some things in good ways, some things in not so good ways. For an example, when I joined Facebook, I weighed 80 pounds lesser than I do now. Uh, that, that is depressing to look at when I look at Facebook. In fact, I have some pictures I want to show you. Um, uh, let's throw up that first image there. Look at that. I told you I was so much lighter than what I am now. That is the first picture that my wife and I ever took together before she was even my girlfriend. Uh, look at her uh, with her Christ lives in me young adult uh, that was a young adult gathering, and uh, I, I had a crush on Marjorie. She didn't know it at this point. Uh, so I said, I'm going to get a picture with Marjorie tonight. And uh, my buddy said, ha, ha, good luck with that. That's going to be awkward. And I said, no, man, you don't know how to do it. So I start going around to every single person. I was like, hey, let's grab a photo together. Selfies, taking pictures together. I went around the entire room, and uh, one of the pastors that was there was taking pictures with me and everybody. And he knew what was up. I knew he did. He didn't tell me. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, I took a picture with Marjorie, acted like it was no big deal, and moved on. And then uh, later that night, I said, hey, man, do you mind sending me all the pictures that I took that night? And he was like, yeah, for sure. And he is a genius. He sent me all the pictures except for one photo, except for one photo, and it was the one that he took of me and Marjorie, forcing me to have to ask, hey, where's the photo of me and Marjorie? <laughs> um, we can go to the second one. This is the first time that Marjorie and I, after we had started dating, had ever served in ministry together. It was an Easter egg hunt uh, with 
hundreds of kids, and, and we were on the stage together, and uh, I thought that was really cool. I didn't even know that picture was taken until uh, more recently. Um, let's go to the third one. This is a picture of me preaching for the very first time ever. The very first time ever. I was 17 years old, I believe, and uh, for some God reason, the pastor trusted me. Um, and, and everybody's laughing, and I really wish I had the recording because I wondered what everybody laughed at. But I thought it was funny because I'm using a whiteboard today, uh, again, for the third week in a row. And the first time I ever preached, I used a whiteboard. Uh, so I, I, I like the whiteboards. Uh, you would think by now somebody would say, hey, your drawing sucks. Don't use the whiteboard. But you guys put up with it, so it's okay. Uh, the, the next photo is the first time I was ever invited to another church to preach. Now, what you can't see in this photo is what I told my wife not to. What I, told, I, told, I gave my wife very specific instructions on this, uh, on this photo. It's the first time I was ever invited to another church to preach. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I thought I had made it, right? Like I was like, I am being invited to other churches to preach. What you don't know is there's a total of five people in this entire room. And I told my wife, you can take pictures of me on the stage, but you have to sit on the front row. You can't make it look empty. Uh, that's not okay. Um, uh, God still showed up and uh, it was a great service. Uh, the next photo, this was our wedding day. This is when we uh, got married, and um, uh, we, we uh, I, I don't know, I was, I was probably going to make a joke. I probably shouldn't. <laughs> uh, I love you, honey. <laughs> uh, the next uh, photo, what's this? This is uh, when uh, I, I was on staff at a church here. It was Christmas time, and, and I thought, man, it's so funny. We only had two kids then. Now we have five. Only two kids. Marjorie was pregnant with uh, Gracelyn at the time. Uh, go ahead and go to the next one. This was our first Sunday at Oasis Church on the launch Sunday of Oasis Church. And then um, I thought this was cool because as I was looking through these photos, this one actually showed up as well. And uh, I saved it for last because it's funny. Go ahead and go to it. Um, it's Marjorie and my office um, at a church I was on staff at. And it's funny because Romans 8.28 was on my wall because it used to be my favorite, it's not my favorite scripture anymore, but it used to be my favorite scripture, uh, so it was on my wall. Anyways, I thought that was pretty cool. Romans 8, 28 again, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. We look back at photos in our lives, and it's crazy to see how much has changed. Does anybody ever look at photos and just think about, wow, so much has changed in even a year? Uh, we now have five kids. We've, we've moved and lived in several different states, and we've learned so much. And when you see these photos, for you, you might think, wow, uh, because of the way I presented them, these are really cool moments in my life, right? These are really cool moments uh, in my life, but what I see is something a little bit different. What I see is the struggles that we were going through at the time that, that nobody really knew. What I see is, is the pain that we were going through when nobody really knew. I remember the circumstances that were surrounding our life in those different times of those pictures be taken, being taken. And, and I compare the good to the bad all the time. I compare the stuff behind the scenes that nobody else gets to see. I compare what you can't see with the stuff that I no, and we all do this. We all post our highlight reels on Instagram. We make our lives look so great, and we begin to compare our lives with the good and bad, whether you realize it or not. So now I'm going to draw. We compare the bad with the good. Some bad things 
in my life. We can maybe do some audience participation if you're filling up to talking this morning. Uh, some, some bad things that happened when I was a kid that I consider bad. My parents got divorced when I was five years old. I remember uh, going to my house and, and seeing moving trucks at my house and not understanding what was happening. And uh, that's when my mom told me that we were moving, but dad wasn't coming with us. Uh, I remember living at my, my grandparents' house and, and just not understanding. In fact, at five years old, I remember my dad coming into my grandparents' house asking what had happened, and they sent me to my room. Uh, whenever I was young, I actually grew up pretty poor. Uh, we didn't have a lot of anything. Uh, in fact, we struggled a lot. We didn't have uh, food in our cabinets. We didn't have toys on Christmas Day. We didn't have uh, things to eat. Uh, sometimes... Uh, we would actually get food from neighbors for dinner. Uh, families would invite us over. Um, whenever I was younger, I actually grew up in a very unstable home because of my parents being divorced. Um, I was back and forth all the time. Uh, my parents were always fighting about who had custody. In fact, whenever, uh, this is why we take kids security so uh, seriously, is because uh, when I was young, one of my parents got full custody of me and the other one came to church to pick me up uh, and got me. <laughs> That was an interesting uh, day. In fact, um, I remember the, those events uh, very, very detailed. Uh, whenever uh, I was about in high school, uh, things had became so unstable that uh, a family in my church actually uh, took me in and, and raised me through high school. Uh, I remember getting so depressed um, because my high school girlfriend of a few years broke up with me and dated some other guy, but she doesn't even know what I got now. So, hey, hallelujah, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Had to lighten it up a little. <laughs> I remember feeling forsaken, lost, not understanding where God was in my life because I had been going to church. I had been serving him since I was 10 years old. Um, I remember as we, as we got older and, and uh, I got married, uh, marriage is not what it, they make it seem like in Hollywood, right? Uh, I remember when my marriage uh, kind of was on rocks. Um, and some of those photos, uh, when I was on staff at another church, what, what you see is a smiling family. What I see is my wife telling my pastor that she wanted a divorce, and nobody else knew that. Um, Another uh, uh, hard thing that I remember is being so financially stressed after getting married because I remember being poor when I was younger, and I didn't want that to happen. So I bought things, and, and she had bought things, and we made stupid decisions financially just because we wanted to prove to ourselves that we didn't have to be who we were growing up. Now, some good things in my life. Now, when you're making a a bad list and a good list of things in your life, you will often find that because of the state of mind you are in, uh, it might be harder to come up with the list of good things in your life. Um, I remember that because my parents were divorced, they both went to church <laughs> because they wanted to see me. That was a good thing because I remember my parents uh, giving their lives to Christ in church and, and starting to follow Jesus. I remember because of living with a family from church, I fell in love with Jesus at a very young age. I started following Jesus when I was in high school and, and, and just fell in love with who he was because church was a safe place for me. And then uh, my girlfriend broke up with me, but then I fell in love with my wife. Now, 
There you go. Then we uh, had five beautiful children together. And this factory is shut down. There is no more coming out. And then uh, some other good things. Uh, we, we landed some amazing careers. Look at this. And then the best part, well, not the best part, that's a lie, but one of the greatest things we have is the greatest church in America. Hey, come on now. There we go. As humans, we like to outweigh things all the time. We, we're, we're fixers. We, we don't like things being broken. Um, unless you're me and your wife ask you to fix a cabinet door 10 times this week. Uh, most of the time, we don't like things being broken. We, we like to fix things. We, 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 try to, we try to make more good things in our lives than bad things. And when there's something bad in our life, we try to make it up with something, with something good. And um, as... Uh, as a, as a young kid, I, I was poor. We didn't have a lot of money, so, so I made a bunch of stupid decisions because I didn't want my kids to ever have to experience that, but it really didn't help in any way. It made things worse. Um, at one point, uh, uh, I already told you that. Um, <laughs> uh, in fact, how many of you, how many of you um, have ever had a conversation with your, your significant other? Usually it's the woman, no offense, and you ask your wife, hey, honey, what's wrong? And they say, everything is fine, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Nothing. It's all fine. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't tell me that everything's fine because I'm not going to be able to go to sleep until you tell me what's wrong. And then I have to try to fix it right now, right? Uh, I don't like going to bed angry. So if we're upset with one another, I am going to fight to the end until one of us falls asleep to figure out what is going on. And then usually that ends up, you want to know what's wrong? I'll tell you what's wrong. Well, first my day started like crap. And I'm like, oh man, I didn't mean to open up that door. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, but we're fixers. Uh, we, we've gone through situations in our life. We've, we've felt abandoned in our life. We've felt lost in our lives. There's times where we felt forsaken. Your marriage may be hanging on by a thread. You may be financially stressed. And every single day we categorize our lives with good columns and bad columns. Things that are good in our life and things that are bad in our life. And we base what is happening in our lives, how good we feel that day. So if there's a lot of things uh, piling up in, in the bad column and somebody asks how our day is going, we'll say, oh, I'm having a pretty bad day. If a lot of things are piling up in the good pile, then we'll say, man, we're having a good day. But so many times the bad category seems to outweigh the good category. Can I get an amen, a witness in here that can agree that sometimes the bad seems to outweigh the good. Our life is full of ups and downs. It's a, it's a roller coaster. <laughs> Hallelujah. Meanwhile, our confidence is just draining and our value and worth will start to look a little something like this. Go ahead and put up that next slide. Does anybody know what this is? <laughs> Inflation. <laughs> Close. Stock market. That is it. Backwards. <laughs> this is Apple stock uh, yesterday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Apple stock from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. yesterday. Isn't this crazy that it is full of ups and certainly full of downs? And 
one second, things are going great, and the very next second, things are going bad. I love Apple. Apple is uh, one of my favorite companies. In fact, uh, 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 they, they do some amazing, amazing stuff. They're, they're near perfect. If I believe Jesus has an iPad uh, at the gates of heaven with your name on it, hopefully. <laughs> they're the most valuable company in the world, but yet they have days that look like this. And the key point that I want to make to you this morning is just because you're in a dip doesn't mean that you're not valuable. Just because you're in a dip doesn't mean you're not valuable. When the iPod came out, it became a category killer. A category killer is when a device or a, a product comes out and it does so well that it shuts everybody else down. When the iPod came out, everybody had to be on iTunes. You know, you had to get your music on iTunes if you wanted to be worth anything. Today, uh, uh, you, you have to have an iPhone or you, you're not cool. Um, if, you, if you want to know something today, you don't have to pull out a dictionary. You Google it. Look at that. Category killer. Uh, if you need a copy, you Xerox it. If you listen to music, uh, if you're cool, you listen to Apple Music. <laughs> Other options available now. They're the most valuable company in the world. And if they're the most valuable company in the world, they ought to be doing something right. Something has to be going good at Apple for them to be able to spend millions and millions of dollars in making sure that every decision they make is a good one for their company, that their products turn out just right and if it's going to be a good or a bad move for their business and that's who we are we're just people who are trying to make decisions and we end up making good decisions or we end up making bad decisions now we all can agree to add some of these things to the list um uh again i've already said it androids are bad right and if you have an android jesus loves you but iphones are great right um what are some other good things. Uh, being alive is a good thing. Being alive is a good thing. By the way, side note, I didn't talk about it. Uh, Embrace Grace is uh, the video you saw earlier. Um, this uh, past week, the Supreme Court over overturned Wade uh, versus, um, thank you, Roe versus Wade. Thank you. Man, that was awful. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, I, I actually want to read something to you. I, I shared something on my Facebook. If you don't follow me, you got to go follow me. Um, but I want to read something to you. And this is why I think it's so important uh, the church doesn't just sit back and, and be silent. I'm not a political person. You're never going to hear me in this uh, pulpit speak on anything political. You're never going to hear me talk about politics in any way, but abortion is not something uh, that's political. Amen? And um, if there's one thing that uh, I will speak on, it's definitely, definitely this. In fact, many of you don't know this. Marjorie's story. Marjorie uh, was a single mom growing uh, up with Elijah, our oldest. Uh, whenever she got pregnant, she actually raised him by herself. And in fact, she was in college at the time, had no family or friends to help. Uh, she would stay up all night um, to, to take care of her son and, and then drive to school the very next morning with no sleep at all. And she still graduated. And um, in fact, she, uh, it, it, one of the things that um, makes me so sad about that story is because the people you thought in her life would surround her and support her in that moment were the very first people to, to condemn her. 
were the very first people to tell her she couldn't be on the worship team anymore. They were the very first people who told her that she couldn't serve at the kids' ministry anymore. And um, I shared this on, on my Facebook. Amy Ford said, the church, we've talked about our pro-life stance for the last 49 and a half years, but if we've done it without love, we were just a clinging symbol. The time is now. It's time to put our stance to action and help those impacted by the unexpected pregnancies practically, spiritually, and emotionally. We just can't say good luck and turn our backs. We have to help women be brave and help them have their babies and their dreams too. We all have something to give, whether it's time, talent, or treasure. And that's why we're starting an embrace group for not just our church, but the city of Winchester and the surrounding areas. We're going to be the, the, the hub for embrace grace for our community. And if you're interested in being a part of that, um, we'll have more information available soon. But if you're interested in being a part of that, mark it on your connect card, put it in the box, and we will be sure to send you all the information uh, as soon as it's available. Amen. Amen. Uh, back to our list. Knowing Jesus is a good thing, right? Anybody say amen to that? Anybody love Jesus? Um, another good thing is honesty, right? We can all agree that honesty is good, amen? All of you, okay, just making sure. <laughs> uh, we can agree that being dead isn't so great. That's not so fun. Uh, nope. Uh, well, I mean, okay. Now, if we're getting technical here, maybe you're in heaven and enjoying it. Uh, maybe uh, um, imagine Lazarus uh, dying, and then, and then someone's in heaven like, hey, man, you got to go back. Jesus is a, about to perform a miracle. The enemy is bad. We, we don't like the enemy. Uh, we would say that lying is bad, right? Lying's not so good. We can agree with that, right? Uh, we can say that uh, cheating is bad. That's the only way I made it through high school. <laughs> True story. <laughs> uh, don't judge me. <laughs> uh, I gave my life to Christ again. <laughs> we can say, uh, or we can agree that stealing is bad, right? Uh, we, we can agree that these are some bad things, and we can agree that these are some good things. And uh, then there are some things that we're not so sure about, uh, things that people maybe debate all the time. Um, we can say that uh, our kids are angels, not everybody agrees with that every time because sometimes I think they're demons. Just being honest. Uh, we can say that, that sex is great. I should know. John apparently knows. Uh, but we can say sex before marriage isn't so good. Right? We can say uh, uh, the future is good. What God has in store for us for our lives. But maybe our present circumstances aren't so great. And we keep doing this, we keep doing this, and everything in our lives we're comparing bad to good, bad to good. And, and because we are fixers, we don't like things being on the bad side. We, we don't like things over here. We, we don't like this bad list because we're fixers. And uh, what we like to do is sometimes we like to try to move things from the bad side to the good side. Sometimes we'll, we'll hide behind fake labels, and because we can't really move things from the bad side to the good side, we end up just saying, everything's good. How's life going today? Oh, it's all good. Is it all good? Is life really all good? Is everything going on in your life 
so good. We, we cover it up. We, we hide things, and we, we come to church. We put on a fake smile, and we just say, oh, I'm highly favored and blessed. Praise the Lord, right? God's so good. Man, I just, man, I was smiling and clapping my hands, singing that song, how powerful the name of Jesus is. That's such a good song, right? Look at your neighbor and say, it's all good. It's all good. But when you think of the circumstances that life throws at us and the circumstances that many of us are in in this room today, you can't say that it's all good. In fact, I would say that a lot of us would say, no, none of it's good right now. It all seems so bad. It seems like everything is falling apart. And uh, the fact is that in the beginning, God created everything. And he said everything was good. And unfortunately, since the fall, we've been creating these types of lists. We've been creating lists of bad things and good things. And, and we are bad at making lists. We're bad at making lists because we were never meant to make the list to begin with. We were never meant to make these lists to begin with. Romans 8.28 again says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Good isn't the main point of this verse. Good is not the main point of this verse. The subject of this verse is God. The subject of this verse is God. What is God working on? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, maybe. Oh, look at that. God made him who had no sin to become sin for us so that we may become the righteous of God in him. Jesus is the only good man. Can I get an amen? He is the only perfect one, the only person who knows what good is. Let's pick it up in verse 31, 8 verse 31. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? Is It is God who justifies who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, and all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, near angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? The worship team, you guys can come back up. I got a little while, but you can come back up. You guys know we ain't getting out of here late. <laughs> So we have these bad lists, good lists, and every day in our lives, we're comparing the bad things in our lives versus the good things in our life. And in the fact, maybe as you walk out of here this morning, you're probably already comparing some bad things and some good things 
in your life. But here's the cool thing, is that Jesus came down from heaven. And he came so that we didn't have to compare these anymore. Look at this. Come on, somebody. This is a good illustration. He came to get rid of the list all for all. For all. No more comparing the bad to good. Jesus came so that we may have life and life more abundantly. Jesus came and demonstrated his own love for us. Yet while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This is good news. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, good news. That's good news. Jesus came down on this tree and he took all of our bad, the worst that we've ever done, all the good that we've ever done, and he said that he died on this tree and he took all this stuff to the grave with him. Isn't that good? He took all this stuff to the grave with him. All this stuff. Yet while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And we keep trying to get the good to outweigh the bad. We keep trying to add more stuff to the good, keep adding more stuff to the good because bad things are going to happen in life. Amen? Bad things are going to happen. There's nothing you can do to stop bad things from happening. They're going to happen. And we just keep trying to stack more into the good column, stack more into the good column. But God said, you don't have to wait for the good to outweigh the bad because I outweigh them both. I outweigh them both. Stop trying so hard to do something you were never meant to do. I outweigh them both. I'm gonna share one more thing with you. In Exodus chapter 14, there's a story of Moses crossing the Red Sea. Do you know this story? Raise your hand if you know this story. Raise your hand if you kind of know this story. Raise your hand if you know who Moses is. Okay. Every hand is almost up right now. God's people were forced into hard slavery in a land called Egypt. And the Bible says that God had heard the last prayer that he needed to hear. And he spoke to Moses and called him to be the deliverer. And Moses tried handling it his own way before, and that didn't end up going so well. And he ran from God, and Moses gets a second chance. In 14, verse 16, will be on the screen. It says, raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army through his chariots and horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the angel of God who had been traveling in front of Israel's army withdrew and went behind them. Doesn't it seem like God sometimes, you feel like God's fighting for you and then suddenly he disappears and you're wondering where did God go? Where's God at? Where's God at? Angel of God who had been traveling in front of Israel's army withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, God's got your back. God's got your back. When you don't see God in front of you, maybe it's because he's behind you, putting a barrier between you and your enemies. 
Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to one side and light to the other side, so neither went near the other night, the other all night long. Just because you see a decrease in God's visibility doesn't mean that there has to be a decrease in his word and in his power. I'm going to say that one more time. Just because you see a decrease in God's visibility doesn't mean that there has to be a decrease in God's power and in God's word in your life. Amen. I know that God is everywhere, but he didn't give us this picture for just any old reason. God could have made another cloud, but he didn't. He withdrew in front uh, from in front of them. And sometimes when it seems like that, that God has disappeared in your life, when it seems like that he's nowhere to be found, he's got your back. Look at your neighbor one more time and say, he's got your back. He's got your back. He is getting between you and your enemy. He is performing some things not by sight, but by faith. Because if he did it by sight, what would you need faith for? But when the darkness is closing in around you, where is your trust? I know that my trust is in the Lord, that God is always fighting for me, that he is for me, he is beside me, he's behind me, and he's all around me. And I'm leading you to still and fighting battles that you can't even see. God says, I got your back. Look at your neighbor one more time and say, God's got your back. God's got your back. God's got your back. Come on, stand to your feet. You don't have to look depressed. You don't have to look sad. You don't have to be quiet. You don't have to be discouraged. You don't have to give up. You don't have to stop fighting. You don't have to stop pushing. You don't have to stop chasing God. I know it seems like some things are going to hell in some of your lives right now, but God said, I am behind you and I am fighting for you. And he sent me with a message to tell somebody today that he has not left you nor forsaken you. And he is fighting for you more now than ever before. God's got your back. God's got your back. Sometimes God will say, follow me. I'm right behind you. Follow me. I'm right behind you. And God did everything he said he was going to do. Be encouraged, be encouraged by the character of God because if he did it for them, how much more will he do for you? If he did it for them, he is not, leaving, leave, he is not losing any sleep over what's going on in your life right now. Amen. God demonstrated his own love for us. And, and we keep trying to outweigh the good and we keep trying to outweigh the bad. But Jesus said, I am dying on the thing and I'm taking all those categories to the grave with me. You don't have to outweigh them no more. You don't have to compare them anymore because I am taking it with me. And all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Despite all these bad things, I am convinced that nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God. Amen. Good things are going to happen this week. Good things are going to happen this week. Bad things are going to happen too. Bad things are going to happen too. It's life. But the most important thing is that God is working on your behalf. This morning I pray that you laid at the feet of Jesus and that you know and trust that he is working it all for the good of his name. Amen. Maybe you're here this morning and you haven't given your life to Christ. You haven't, haven't accepted him as your Lord and Savior. We never leave this place without 
offering you an opportunity to place your faith in Jesus. And for the benefit of those who may be coming to Christ for the first time, I'd like our entire church family to pray this prayer out loud together and repeat it after me. But the Bible says that, that Jesus died, that he rose again. And if you believe that, if you confess it with your mouth and that you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. So this morning, if that's you and you wanna give your life to Jesus, will you repeat this after me? Say, dear heavenly father, I'm a sinner in need of a savior. I believe that you died and that you rose again three days later. Come into my life, make me a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Help me follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. With head still bowed and eyes still closed, if you just prayed that prayer, will you just slip your hand up? Maybe you said it for the first time or maybe you rededicated your life to Christ. If you just said that prayer, online we have a gift that we want to send you as well just click the link in the comments and and one of our team members will reach out to you come on church can we celebrate with anybody who gave their life to jesus this morning amen amen come on church let's sing one more time